0: going on everybody brian k james here and i'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by outlander media network outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web from the farthest reaches invading your space we appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner outlander I am Brian K. James and this is Real Reality Realness. All righty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I get the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They're the owner of the Lamage brand, the creator of Surviving 305, as well as several other businesses, and I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Jamal Morrison.
1: How you doing? Hi everyone. <laughs> I'm good. I'm I'm great. I'm just getting over uh, whatever that bug was going o- around. Oh my god, it was crazy. But I'm doing well. I'm I'm glad and happy to be here.
0: I am so happy to have you. Thank you for making some time in your schedule and taking my call today. I really appreciate it.
1: Mm-hmm. Good.
0: <laughs> so let me know. What are you most looking forward to in 2023?
1: Oh my God! Um, what I'm most looking forward to in 2022, 2022 oh Lord, Lord Jesus, I'm still on 2022. But um, what I'm most looking forward to in 2023 is me being consistent with myself. And I say that because I've it's been being an entrepreneur and everyone they work for themselves or everyone that, that you don't necessarily have to work for yourself but everyone has like a um, like something that they want to improve on and mine is being consistent within myself like and and it it goes all the way down to like a skincare version or trying to do a new fast for 30 days I want to I'm looking forward to literally saying I'm going to do something and seeing it all the way out and that's just that's like a personal goal so that's one personal goal for myself um but and i'm also open. i'm looking forward to 2023 of all the doors that are about to open and mm-hmm. all the doors that i'm about to walk through so many people will have a lot of opportunities and open doors but do not take full advantage of them and i am whatever opportunity that makes sense that comes that falls in lines with my goals of 2023 i am going to run that opportunity so far down that (laughs) i can like i'm going to take full advantage of that opportunity to the max so that way i can just get all of what's for me in that opportunity and just watch it blossom i'm i'm just so determined to really stand in what's for me this year. I absolutely love that. What do you think is
0: the main thing you're leaving behind in 2022?
1: Um, The main thing I'm leaving behind in 2022. um, I'm not leaving... Let me say, I don't think I'm leaving anything. Honestly, I'm, I'm just leaving. I'm just leaving the time that I spent in 2022. I'm leaving that time, which was time. 2022 was my golden year, and um I tell you the reason why because my my birthday was on the best. Well, it's, I don't want to say it's my golden year because I have many more golden years. I, I take that back. I, I retract that universe. But two, was one of was one of my prime years. Okay, we'll say that. Because my birthday was February twenty-second, twenty twenty-two. So nice. two, 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 22, Like all the twos aligned. And I traveled on my birthday, and my gate number on the on both flights coming and going was twenty-two. It's everything lined up on that day, and it really was very emotional because everything that i said i wanted to do i was doing in 2022 so the time that i spent the only thing i'm leaving behind is the time that i spent there and i'm glad, i'm proud that i spent it very well a lot of things happened, positive and negative um but i saw I, I pushed through every obstacle that was going on like my car went down three times like three times i, I started a toro business in 2022 uh, um a client um uh, blew the engine while she had it, but I sought it through. I didn't let it get the best of me. I didn't let it um like say, oh, I'm not gonna do Toro anymore. But mm-hmm. in in fact, it boosted me to even want to do excuse me. It it boosted me to even want to do Toro even more because Toro was so they took full, they took full responsibility and paid for my car to get fixed. And then once it got fixed again, it went down again because the fuel pump. Like once you fix one thing, the next thing that was that was about to break breaks. That's exactly what happened all in 2022. So now I finally got my car back into a nice decent um shape to it as though I literally just got it back yesterday. Yesterday from another client that had it for a week that paid in their trip paid like 300 dollars and something dollars. So now that was my first trip. Cause I was a little skeptical about putting it back on Toro, but I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to let that, opportun- that that situation stop me from the bigger goal of what I said I wanted to do. I wanted to have to be able to have residual income without I'm just sitting on the couch. And that was one of my plans of just doing that. So I will rent out my car and then I will get money, you know. I would just I'm able to get money by just sitting on the couch because my my actual physical car is being rented out by someone that use it so that was one of my goals of 2021 that I took into 2022 and I sought it out and now here I'm in, still in 2023 still doing what I said I wanted to do back in 2021 so I'm, I'm excited about the growth that you know I had in 2022 and that I'm going to push forward in 2023. So time is the thing that I left behind. I love that.
0: So for the people who don't know, let my audience in
1: on who is Jamal Morrison? I love that question. (laughs) I don't don't get it too often, because I get, who is Lamage? Who is this grand person, the reality star, the fashion designer, the socialite? But no one asks, like, who's Jamal Morrison? Mm. Jamal Morrison is a shy, <laughs> like a shy. Well, he's not as shy as he used to be, but at times that shyness of when I was younger still resurfaces. Is that shy, questionable, uh, a little boy that was growing up um, questioning his sexuality? Questioning his style, questioning whether or not he fits in in certain crowds, and trying to—he is still very much that person. But now he has came into—he knows who he is. He's loving who he is. He's working on who he is. He is trying to be. He's—he's he's learning who he is, and he's in his thirties because I'll be thirty-three uh, next month. He—he is um, a person that is trying to figure out where his next move in Miami is honestly because it's been 10 years and he's he's thinking about um, like okay having these things situated but now I want to go over here and move to this place because I want to buy a house he's interested in starting a family like that's what Jamal Morrison is tonight nice. like <laughs> right now um and he's he's focused he's focused on building what he's you know what he's building right now this entrepreneurship and this this leadership goal of um entry-level entrepreneurs like he want i, I want to jamal morrison wants to build this community uh well this small entry-level community for entrepreneurs like himself because when he was younger and he was so much of a go-getter and he was so much of a business oriented at a young age so so business-minded and oriented that he didn't have all these resources and all this leadership that was offered to him back then. And now he wants to be that leader for other entrepreneurs that want to do it just the same way as him. He just has to figure it out. Like Jamal Morrison is very, very, um, very focused on building himself up and he's very selfish right now. (laughs) He's very selfish with his time, Um, but it's for a bigger goal. Jamal Morrison is ready to love. Like he's looking for his well, they say don't look, but hey, when you're been single and you're like, you know what, I'm open I'm opening to it. It's 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 like it's hard not to look. <laughs> um he's looking for his person. And uh because he, he wants to start a family. Like he's he's interested in going in that chapter of his life. For sure. That's who that's who I am. That's that's Jamal Morrison. <laughs> when
0: do you think you fell in love with reality TV?
1: Oh, I fell in love with reality TV at a very, very young age. When reality TV started being reality TV with Flavor Family, New York, with real life, um, no, real world was coming out. I fell in love with reality TV a very long time ago. And I told, and it's funny, the power, I hope you believe in the power of manifestation. Absolutely. Baby, I was 16. I was 16, 15 or 16 or whatever. I already knew I was this big personality. Jamal Morrison knew he was a big personality. He didn't know he was Lamage. He did not know he was Lamage. He was Jamal Morrison. He was in high school. He was very funny and fashionable and, um... Always was in the, always was in the scene, always was in the know, going to everybody's prom, everybody's ring dance, at everybody's party, just showing up. But he was that person. Um, but I didn't know, like I said, he didn't know he was Lamage. So as watching reality TV, and I was always see these stars and these, like all always seen you know, them. Like they would have their teeth done. Oh no, who's? No, I can't see that. Okay. Hold on one second. Call you, right there. Call, call you right back call okay. you right back um, so yeah somebody was texting me Um. I would see I would see them having like their teeth done and all this pretty pretty skin and everything right and I'm like um. oh my god that's gonna be me I'm gonna be on a reality tv show I'm gonna get my teeth done I'm gonna be on a reality tv show and I'm just gonna be like this big reality star like yeah let's go to the end so that was me at like 15, 16. And it took me until when did I get my teeth done? I got my teeth done when I was thirty I got my teeth done last year, the year before that. Um the year before that. It took me all the way up until I was thirty-one. So when I finally was able to go get my teeth done, I went to Columbia and got my teeth done. Um I got on the reality show, uh, the come up, uh when I when I turned thirty, as I was 20, so twenty nine, turning thirty. I got on a reality show and I took off from there. So, everything that I said I wanted to do, I always, it's back when I was younger, it's starting to resurface. It's starting, well, it did resurface, it did come true. Like, I manifested, I said, I'm going to be on a reality show. I don't know which reality show it's going to be, but I'm going to be on a reality show. So that's what that I told myself I wanted to get my teeth done a long time ago. I wrote it down in a book. I wrote it down in a journal, and it's in so many different multiple places that I probably don't even have those books anymore. But I wrote it down. Like I wrote my goals down. This is what I wanted. This is what I wanted to do. And I don't write my goals down enough right now. So I need to get back down to it. But. Um, that was written down. And then when it was a moment for me, because when I was going to Columbia, I was traveling overseas by myself. I said, I was going to do this. I was so determined. I'm the go to a place that predominantly does not speak English at all. And that was having a civil war at that moment. I didn't care. I'm going, this is what I'm doing for me. I've done my research. I printed out my stuff in English and in Spanish. I've done, I've watched vlog videos to see what what to do and what not to do. Yes, I'm going to go get my teeth done, that's it. So I went over there and did that and I had the best time of my life traveling alone in another country, just wanted to be and that, that sparked something inside of me. It was like, I don't need no one to do anything to do anything I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to do it and I'm going to be that example that people say well if he can do it I can do it so and I love the fact that I carry that in the reality TV show too I'm like you know what I'm just going to say what I mean mean what I say and I'm going to put 10 toes down and I'm just going to do it and on every reality show that I'm on I'm going to make sure that they see me doing it not talking about it but doing it so I fell in love with reality TV at a young age. And here we are today. Now I'm producing my own reality show. Who knew? I
0: absolutely love that.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Of course. Now,
1: before
0: <laughs> your experiences with reality TV, let's skirt a little bit. Which do you think came first for you your love of fashion or your love of television?
1: Oh, fashion, for sure shame right. Yeah, fashion for sure. Um I was always I'm sorry. I was always a fashionable guy, but I really was not like and I wasn't even like the best fashionable guy. I just knew how to dress myself. It wasn't <laughs> like oh I was, I was a stylist and I was this I was that. No, it wasn't even that. Um I was always a fashionable guy and mm-hmm. always knew how to dress myself and mm-hmm. I fell in love with Um, costume design it wasn't even like clothes it was costume design Uh, because I was planning an event and the crazy thing about it is I wasn't even in love with either either or I was in love with events and then I was planning an event that I needed clothes for that I knew I could kind of create and that's what sparked the interest of fashion actually I was planning a fashion show and I needed clothes, I needed costumes. (laughs) And then I ended up making all the costumes. Nice. Yeah, so that's how that came about. It was never like, oh, she is in love with fashion since birth. Nope, never. And what turned
0: that kind of uh, moment of savior for you
1: into an actual business? Oh, when I got good at it. (laughs) When I started sewing $1,000 dresses, I was like, oh, this is... Oh, is this what this is about? (laughs) Like, is that how I do this? Yeah, that's when it started getting... It started getting real good for me. When I was able to do that. Um, And that was in 2012. And then my sister actually showed me an actual designer that was doing prom dresses and I absolutely loved all of them and then I just started following him once again the power of manifestation Um, I started following him we was in the same city and then I was doing prom dresses and then out of nowhere I saw him walk into um, the fabric store that I was in and I'm like oh my god that's him that's the designer I've been following oh my god and I'm like am I about to sit here and not speak like am I about to not speak I was like, no. I, I mean, at first I wasn't going to speak, but then I was like, you know what? This could be my opportunity to actually say hello and work with this guy. And I and what did I do? I said hello, and I said, if you ever need me help, let me know. And then he like, don't say that. I was like, no, seriously. i I'm, I want to I want to get into making problem justice too, and I would love to. You know, he was like, uh, come to my come to my studio this weekend. Okay. And then he had to show me how to do certain stuff. And when I tell you I worked with this guy for two seasons straight after that, sleeping on his floor, trying to get these prom dresses in and out, that's really what took me out. Like, that That was like 2010, 2000, no, 2010, 2011. And then I, I did my first prom season by myself, 2012. So it's power of manifestation and opening your mouth, honestly, and taking, taking your opportunities. And like I said, this year 2023 is me whatever opportunity i'm going to run down with it i was always doing this back in the day i would seize the opportunity and actually run with it um but i just really wasn't realizing what i was doing i was setting myself up to who i am today you know i'm trying to channel i'm trying to channel that same energy that i was back in 2010 i love that Mm -hmm. so what do you think main goal is
0: for the Lamage Company, your clothing brand.
1: Oh, thank you, Scott, for asking that too, because I want to hear my own response. <laughs> Get um, <on>. going. <laughs> I want to hear my own response because it's just like the Lamage Company has been put on pause for so mm. many different reasons. And to the, the fact that I'm tired that I'm tired that it is on pause. Like I'm I don't want it on pause anymore. It's time for me to take that and run with it. Like I want Lamar's to be a large company. It does I want it to get as big as I want it to grow as big as it's gonna grow. Um but I have to put the work into it. I have to put back the work. Like I lost the during COVID, I lost it. I did. I lost the love for my company. I lost the love for sewing. Well, I didn't lose the love for the company. I'm I'm sorry that I said that, but I lost the love for for actually sewing custom design. I wanted to just go commercial. Um, But no, I do love custom design and I do love commercial commercial equally so that way people can still buy the brand without having to buy something custom couture. And I've been seeing, now that I've been doing this reality show and they've been seeing me doing all this, they love it. They love the like the couture. Like this is what America needs. A couture designer here, a fashion luxury house here in the United States in Jamal and Jamal will run with that. And I've been feeling that. I've been feeling okay. Okay. I, I need to get back to that. I really do. So because it does. It takes me to a different place. It really does. Um, designing and challenging myself. It takes me to a different place. And when I'm sewing, it's like I'm not even sewing. It's like, it's like, oh my god, I put that together. Oh my god, I, I did that? At the end, once it's all said and done, it's like, wow. It takes me to a different place. So, so I know I have to get back to it because I don't discuss but besides put the, the love for production and events. I don't talk like this. I don't talk like this about anything else in life. Wow. Like, don't no, you can't ask me about poker you can't ask me about politics <laughs> and I would like you can't ask me about any of that. I and I, and I would say on the way it is no it fuels me it's who I am like I'm it's to the point where though it, whoever I get married to my bridal party I am just so I I can't wait to just look at them like because I know I'm going to make every dress and when we line up and we standing at the top of the altar, and you see me look back like four or five times because I'm looking at my work standing behind me. Period. Okay. And I, I want like, my I want the people to see be like, baby, that is his work standing behind him. He made all them dresses, baby. You better know it. You you bet to know it. I, I want paparazzi. I want cameras galore. bitch. you want you would think the fa- the whole wedding is a fashion show, and I'm okay with that. I live okay use the aisle as your runway sweet pea make it baby, happen baby baby they are gonna be like this is one damn wedding bitch <laughs> cause you know what it's making me think about
0: it's making me think about that moment on America's Next Top Model Cycle 9 when they had the judges come down one by one first down that long ass, dramatic Chinese runway. And then tire comes down and it's this motherfucking circus happening. And it's just all this shit. And she is walking so slow. and (laughs) And it is so fierce. It is so nasty. Oh. And I just, every time I saw that, I was like, "Imagine if she had a motherfucking wedding dress on and this like sixty-foot motherfucking train and a veil that went all the way down to Africa."
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, that's literally how. all
0: of the coming to America African voodoo mess you gonna have mm. coming down your motherfucking runway at your wedding. trying to get officiated just so I can be the in attendance let me go ahead and
1: And the crazy thing about it is I want all that drama for my for my bridal party I do not want it for myself I want to be I'm going to look sickening don't get me wrong I'm going to look sickening but I don't want that long train and drama bitch I want that suit when I step out there and I stand there for a good old second Okay, just oh nasty suit. It's a nasty tailored suit. Um, but for my bridesmaids, I just want to see—they the ones that's gonna have all the drama. Girl, they're gonna be like, "Why would he do all this?" Because, maybe I don't see myself walking down the aisle in that, but I see my girl. I see okay. all my, my my bridal party. Y'all gonna have all the drama because when I tell you the photographers, yeah, they're going to get me, but baby, they're going to, y'all have y'all own separate photo shoot after the show, because I need them to see my work. They're going to they they need to see my work. I know that's
0: right. Okay. Do you think, well, one, do you have a preference in men or women's apparel, and do you think you'll be expanding the Lamage company into more men's more men wear as well?
1: So, so, I do have a preference. Um, I'm more so leaning into women's apparel because I love, I love dresses so much. Um, So, yes. Now, that's for my couture side. Now, my ready-to-wear side, literally, if you look at it the most, if you look at it, really, it's more geared towards men because I am such a relaxed soul when I'm not being extra. When I'm not being lamage, Jamal Morrison is so real. He likes sweatpants. He likes track suits. He likes hoodies, pullover hoodies with the brand on top of it. That's him. He doesn't. He don't like all the rah rah of everything else. Um, he doesn't like the rah rah of everything else. Of like in the couture. He doesn't like the couture aspect for men. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't actually. I love it for women. And um, now, can I see myself expan- expanding? Yes, but I, I want to master this side, the the lane that I'm in already. Because a lot of people think that I've already mastered it. No, honey, I, mean, I I done tore it down. I was establishing, had tore it, tear it down again, rework it, tore it down again. So now I'm I'm reworking a lot of things with my couture women's line. And I'm planning. I literally just had this uh, conversation with myself. Because when you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner and you're you're doing it, honey, you have a lot of conversations by yourself, which is completely okay. If anybody out there listening, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. You're just trying to sort it out with yourself. It's all right. Um, I had to say that because literally, me and my best friend talk about it all the time. I was like, "Best friend, you talk to yourself." She said, "You are not an individual that is working if you don't talk to yourself." Okay. Well, honestly, no shade. No shade. You're not an individual that's working towards something if you do not have a conversation with yourself.
0: Like, it's- if you ain't got to resort to yourself sometimes just for clarity and, and, you know, peace of mind. Because <laughs> you sometimes you're the only one that get it. No shade. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're the only one that get it. And if you ain't got to step back and just resort to your own conscience for guidance sometimes, sometimes you just ain't got shit going on.
1: No, and you if- don't and then sometimes you, and don't be afraid don't do not be afraid when you do resort to your own conscious and your own conscious check you honey real check. quick real real quick and then you sit down and you be like oh I was, wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> I gotta figure something out and that's the best thing but um out once I start expanding I'm, I wanna I was just watching um the House of Versace and Dis- the, um, Dior and I don't get me wrong it takes me it's so it's a old it's an older movie. It came out a long time ago when they, when all the fashion houses was doing their little uh, documentaries and stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah, it's been some time. But you know I've, you know been, been a busy girl. So, but I finally watched it, and I was like, oh my god, I need to get back to this. Like I need to get back to having my own office because I did have my own office here in Miami, and I had a whole fashion house, and I didn't even realize it. I was by myself. I was in there by myself, cutting and sewing, making patterns, doing everything, and I was by myself. One thing, I, one thing that I feel like our culture sometimes struggles in is building a team. We'll say we'll do it. We'll, I would rather do it.
0: You know what? You're not wrong, because I do it. every single thing when it comes to my content, I do it I, I do it by myself. I, I do my own interviews. I do my own edits. I do my own graphics. I do my own music. I do my own promo. I do everything. Well, I just joined a network, but still, like up until this point, like I was a one man band this entire time. Like YouTube, podcast, edits, graphics, promotion, all that. Like, and it's yep. because you just can't trust people because niggas be niggering.
1: Yeah. And it, yeah, and that's literally just it. But however, 2023, we've got to, we gotta trust one person. And then She's we a, then next some duty somewhere. Somebody getting yeah. duty this Somebody she- get duty. Somebody's <laughs> getting some duty somewhere. So we gotta trust one person somewhere. We gotta trust two people somewhere. Like, and then we gotta trust another person. So that way we, now that we can put our trust in three different people and now our team has been built. We have got to. 2023 i promise i'm bringing on my first part-time employee i don't know when it's coming but i'm talking i'm speaking into, into existence i'm bringing on my first part-time employee and all i want them to do is manage my calendar that's it i love that for you that's it i'll all that's it and then next thing you know as things get managed i'm, I'm doing and i'm operating and then next thing you know oh okay can you manage this the money is starting to come in. So I can I can pay you to do a little bit more. And so on and so on. And so on and so on. I'm going to do... I have got to walk in my purpose. But I cannot do this walk by myself. So.
0: I love that. I'm learning. That's why <laughs> I try to make... make- to make the leap and join a network because I was like there's only so much access that I have there's only so many connections that I have there's, so, there's only so much reach that I have you eventually have to um, expand at some point to grow you eventually have to expand
1: <laughs>
0: and that time finally came it was like listen girl like what you gonna do you gonna go ahead and go to the next level or you gonna sit here waiting for the next level to come down to you
1: it like <laughs> what
0: <"How> you <doing?" laughs>
1: <laughs> are you going to wait? Are you about to reach high, bitch, or are you going to wait until that that level has been lowered? And then, even then, once it's lowered, you're no longer wanting.
0: Exactly.
1: Who wants to who, like
0: just because the low hanging fruit is easy, don't mean that we want it.
1: Okay. You better saying. say it. You better say it.
0: I'm just saying, just because it's there, don't mean that we want it.
1: Yeah, I want the I want the one above that. No. Okay. Like, and, let me and think, and right think about it. it. Think about it. When you go buy a gallon of milk, do you get the one that's in the front, or do you grab from the one in the back?
0: Chad, well, I'm also black, so I already know what what you know. Black mothers teach their kids: you never grab the one in the front. You always mm-hmm. grab the one and the, grab the one that's been least touched.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yes, go. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So. Okay. Absolutely. Like, that's that's it. It's time for us to really expand and grow in you know, every opportunity that you get. <laughs> time for that, team.
0: I know that's right. Now, jumping back into reality television, I'll go back to your first reality TV experience and lead up to now. What made you decide to go out for the come up and how was the casting process like you?
1: Well, I didn't I didn't have a casting process. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I watched the come up. Um I watched the come up, uh well, I was watching New York. And that's how I saw it, in the lineup. And I was like, wow, this would be great if it was here. So I then I I followed the producer. Um, i was like, oh, okay. So I, I would follow him closely, follow him closely. And then one day I just sent a DM. I was like, hey, if you ready to do the come up Miami, let me know when you ready. It's baby. For my 30th birthday party at the time I was 29, I was speaking it into existence. I was like, and I and this is this was like early when I just turned 29. I was like, I'm planning a big old 30th birthday badge, bitch. And if you want to come down here and highlight it, you can stay at my place. We can do, you know, we can work it out and see what we can do. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna hold you on that. I was like, please do. Then he was traveling to Miami back and forth or whatever the case may be. And then I was like, oh, that's all made up because this is how I met Sean who was there too. But then he Mm -hmm. finally came down here and he finally came down here and then we were having a conversation. And then I was like, listen, you want to be Miami? We can do it. Like, we, me and Karan, we touch and agree. Like, I'm like, we can do it. I'm about to get a bigger apartment at the, at the time I had a studio. I was like, I'm about to get a bigger apartment. So, he's like, you'll have your own space. And then, bitch, we can do this shit. He's like, okay. So then he dropped the flyer to come up Miami. We're looking, we're, we're casting, blah, 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 blah. So that's what happened. I didn't need to get casted because I was basically low key an executive producer unannounced because But I was, I was, yeah, because I pitched it for the city for him to come. Right. So that, so that's how that was. Yeah, that's that's how that happened.
0: I love that. So, tell me about the experience doing the Come Up Miami, and what all, what all do you feel like you you gained out of your first bout on reality television?
1: So the experience of doing the come up, it was um, a roller coaster, extreme roller coaster, like really extreme roller coaster. Because you know you're opening up your life to his following. You're opening your life to a whole bunch of people that don't they don't even know you. But the moment that the episode drops, they swear they know you, they knew you for years. Um, you open up for positive critique and negative critique. It is a lot that you open up your life up to. Um, now actually filming was like a lot, well, it wasn't a lot for me because I already knew what I was filming and I knew what I was bringing to the cast, um, with my events and stuff that I had to do. So it was okay for me, but as far as like everybody else, they had to film in a short amount of time. It was like four to six weeks, nonstop, like and then, like, if you had a job, not saying you can forget about the job, but you had to make plans and move shit around real quick just so that way you can actually film. So it really was a little bit of a stress on some people, um, but it was definitely doable. Um, I had a lot of fun. Um, I had a lot of, like, you know, girl, I don't know y'all girls, but I don't know y'all like that, so I don't hang out with y'all in my real life. So keep it cute, <laughs> type of that. Um, it I gained a lot of online presence. Um, I gained a lot of like popularity in Miami because they had to come up Miami and they had a whole bunch of people that wasn't from Miami on it, which it didn't say, and I hated that. I always hated that, even with my show now, five and three hundred five. Oh why y'all got reality shows that don't have real people from miami it does not say the come up live from miami like it's not saying it it says the come up miami so anybody that's coming up in miami can be on the show it doesn't necessarily the come up miami highlighting people from miami like that's not the thing right and that's the same thing that they're doing with mine, surviving 305. It does not say it's surviving from 305. It's surviving the 305. Like, people that's in the 305, if you're not from there, okay. Like, it's just people that are envious and upset and jealous of not being blessed with this opportunity that I was actually given. Absolutely. So, it's, it's, the experience was great. I love it. I love the notoriety that it has given me, the popularity that it has given me um, I love the drive and the, the drive that it has given me also because clearly i if I was not on that platform I don't know if I would have been like oh you know I'm going to branch off and do my own thing I, I don't know so
0: yeah. for the people who don't know how long were you on the the, the come up Miami
1: um, two seasons we did season one and season two um, I'm currently I currently just because I know this question is going to come I'm still working with them, but I'm just working through my project first, and then I'm going to start working on the come up season three. I probably will not be on it. Um, I probably will make a pop-in, you know, real Shawnee O'Neal about it. You better. Um, <laughs> you know, make a pop-in, but other than that, like, I don't need the notoriety no more. i have been, mean, like I said, I've been there two seasons, and now I'm pushing out my own show. So I would rather just, you see me on my show, and then I'm popping in on that show because I'm gonna eventually, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm executive producing that show. So right. I would I don't mind popping in on that show, but I would rather the storyline like flourish over there as opposed to, you know, mine be on it. Like the, the girls know me over there. <laughs> right. Like, I, yeah, the girls know me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they know what Paris means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they know,
1: yeah, they know me over there. So it's like, even when I went to New York and I had went to Atlanta, The cast up there like, Girl, we love you. Are the come (laughs) up Miami girl? I don't know what any of those other girls, but you are the come up Miami girl. Like that, you are the girl that we see. (laughs) Other than that, I don't know about the girl. I was just like, Oh my god, y'all stop. (laughs) So
0: silly. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to your cast, it from the come up Miami, how many of them, uh, what percentage of those girls would you say are? your actual friends now at this point and what percentage would you say are just your co-workers
1: um, one two, three. so out of everybody in the cast I'm only cool with three of them like 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 to this day I would say Sean and print um individually because they're no longer together um and then Bella okay. that's the everybody else they're just co-workers
0: do you have a dynamic that, that you prefer? Would you prefer Sorry. to do reality TV with people who are your actual friends or would you rather just show up, clock in, do your job and go home?
1: Mm. Mm, I don't. I don't have I I don't prefer any, either or. I would, honestly, I I think I probably would just show up, clock in and go home. But, and you know, and then see what comes about that. If we just so happen to be friends, we just so happen to be friends after. But, learning with my from my experience with right now because i do actually have some friends on my show um uh, that's up in the air right now i don't know if i want to do business with friends i don't know if i want to continue doing business with friends because sometimes it gets sticky and it gets emotional um it gets too like too many emotions getting tied in and it's just like girl i'm just doing my job why are you not why are you not doing yours
0: that totally makes sense yeah so that light of thinking if you had the choice would you rather bring a friend on camera or make a friend on camera
1: I'd rather make a friend on camera because we are we signed up for the same thing so it was business and then and while we were doing business we noticed that we could possibly be friends now, I would if I would bring a friend on camera, I don't mind having. But they're not a castmate; they're just a friend of mine, and I'm bringing them on. I'm, you know, they're friend of the show. Okay, I dig that. Yeah.
0: So let's before we move on to surviving three hundred five. My last question about your experience on the come up is: what do you take away from the from the reception of the audience? Now that these first two seasons have come
1: and gone? Hmm. My takeaway from the audience is it just, they fueled me. They fueled me a lot. They was just like, keep going, keep going. And I took that away from them as well. Um, they just, they they poured into me. like. And even though I was, I caught myself pouring into them, they poured into me so much. They, they, they gave me my confidence to say like, no, you're on the right track like, I don't know about these other people, but you're on the right track. Um, they gave me critiques. Like, I read every comment. Every I, I used to read every comment on the come up. Like, I wanted to see what the people were saying. Because we, the thing at the end of the day, we do this for the people. Right. We, we don't do this. Like, we open up our lives for you to, to see. Like, we, like that's the concept. that sometimes when people getting so caught up with people and their comments and their thoughts. It's just like, yo, we did this for the people. So, if you're not reading the comments, you don't really know what to work on.
0: Makes perfect sense. Now, getting to Surviving 305, can you describe the moment that was the decision maker for you to start this project? And how did it come all together for you?
1: Baby, Prince came to my house and Mm -hmm. this is, now, okay, so, I already thought before Prince came to my house. I already thought about it. I had. I was already. I already had the name and I already had the concept. I've been sitting on it for a very long time. Like I've been sitting on this show idea for a very long time, and it was just, it was, it was, it was cooking. It was cooking right now. It was simmering. But what made me turn the heat up and take that bitch off the fire and start running with it? When Prince came to my house and showed me his treatment for his show, he showed me what he's been doing. I said, that is crazy. He said, yeah, I'm working on working the show. And I thought you you would be great to come on. I was like, regardless if I'm working on my own show or not, bitch, I'm definitely going to come on your show. It's a different concept than my show. So, but the fact that she saw that I'm about to run with mine because I've been... I've had the concept I've had the name I've had everything that I wanted to do I just didn't run with it because I, excuse after excuse or whatever or whatever was the reason. And once he showed me that baby I had my treatment. I called the people that I, I was already interested in calling to talk about my doing the show. I started looking up cameras and bought buying stuff and next thing you know I had a whole calendar that started we started filming in July.
0: I absolutely love that. So like for real. That's awesome. We love a quick turnaround, Joe.
1: David, uh, listen, it only takes a second. It only takes a second. Tell take it only takes a second or something to kinda spark that fire real quick and you run with it. And I ran well clearly, we four episodes in. <coughs> I love that.
0: Now since you pretty much helped Cast become up Miami. And since you're executive producing, Surviving 305, talk to me about what the differences were between helping cast that show and putting your show together.
1: So casting, the come up, it was more so highlighting big personalities. They got big personalities and big lives in the LGBTQ community. I, that wasn't my, that wasn't my market. I wanted to highlight business entrepreneurs like myself because it's drama within that. I didn't want to highlight people that's just dragging people on the floor all the fucking time. Like, I'm not highlighting fights. I'm not highlighting physical altercations and drama like that's not. I want to highlight the hustle, the grind about developing your business and the highs, the lows, the the being able to work with your friends or not, or the being able to um, keep business business and personal personal. That's drama, real life drama in itself. But people don't, people only drama that they see is the fact that we arguing and cussing and fighting and finger waving. And next thing you know, we tussling on the floor. But no, I didn't want to highlight like that. So I didn't have a, all casting. It was more of a referral because I have a co executive producer. Her name was Blue, uh, Carmen, Carmen on the show, Carmen Blue, Blue. She's actually co executive producer and she brought me half of the cast. Nice. And that's what brought me Vernicia. That's who brought me Ahmad, and then Ahmad brought me Keisha, and then Vernicia, the other couple girls that two other girls that haven't even been introduced yet. Those Girl. two girls, um, they brought me them girls, and then I, of course, I had the gate. I had Nicknag, and then I, at the time, Lay was my love interest. And he he wasn't supposed to be my love interest, but. I mean, I was dealing with him before we started filming, and, and I, I, I got into his story. I said, Oh, you would be good for my show. And that's how he got on. It's not like he art auditioned. That's how he got on. The biggest mistake of my life. But, you know, you need to handle there. Tune into Survivor 305 every Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Right. Period. <laughs> <laughs> <Harry>. um, <laughs> that's the worst mistake I made, but mm, we'll see. Okay,
0: so mm-hmm. how involved are you in the actual cast of this show? Like, 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 will you be a Shawnee and you know pop up EP, stop in, get the girls in check, and then scoot on over to to the left, or are you just strictly behind the scenes, you know, making all the keys turn?
1: Wait, we talking about Surviving Three and Five? Come on, yes, yeah. Surviving. Yes. Oh, baby, no, I'm there. I'm 100% I'm in front of the camera and I'm behind the camera nice I'm 100% there like, so, this, this project does not turn unless I turn it
0: I live so what is the one piece of advice that you gave your cast members going into the show being that you already came from having this
1: experience I told them this do not do not hold back Do not, because you're getting recorded, think that you need to act a certain way. No, this is your everyday life. And I'm highlighting what you are already supposed to be doing. So if you're a business owner and you're a boutique owner, let me see what the boutique is doing. Is the boutique boutique boutiquing? So if it's boutiquing, then okay, I'm gonna come with the camera and I'm gonna highlight that if it's if it's really boutiquing but if it's not boutiquing um if it's not boutiquing i'm also going to highlight that and call you out on your shit is the gym gymming do the gym have clients is it a low time oh i'm going to be there the whole time during that low time and that high time you may not like me but this is your story i'm gonna i've always said it i said this i'm gonna come up I said this on Surviving 305. Bitch, I'm a real bitch. Honey, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything on my show. Baby, I, I cracked, I chipped, I chipped my tooth um, during filming. Baby, I pulled out a camera. Are you that raw? Because if you're not that raw, then I, this is going to be a hard experience for you. If you think you just need to be dolled up all the time, and this, no, this is not going to be the, this is not the show for you. I want to highlight the raw of what it is when you're not always together. That's what I want to highlight because I'm not highlighting girls, bitches, drive having senseless, stupid arguments and rolling on the floor. I'm not highlighting that. Of course, that's going to get the views, but that's not what I'm highlighting, and I'm sticking to it. It's the rawness of it all. That's what I want to see when you don't have your wig on, when the makeup is not makeuping when you have when your car has blown up once again when you chipped your tooth when family members have gotten sick and you're upset and you're depressed i want the real and if you and be your real authentic self and put it all out there between this time and that time so that was the advice just be real about it be real and everything and i also told them everything is content everything Everything is content. I de- I dedicated 90 days to filming this project, and y'all had y'all have access to me. I will jump at the, the wee hours of the night to come film because this is the this is what I dedicated to this project these 90 days. And you must take full advantage of it. I'm not going to force anybody because I didn't pay anybody to be on the show. I'm not going to force somebody to do with the opportunity that was presented to you because if you did not take the opportunity, that's on you it's not on me. So, I just I told them to be real and raw with it and be ready. That's the best I say.
0: Nice. So, being that you are an executive producer and a full-blown cast member, what do you think or how did you go about establishing boundaries with your cast members and how did you balance that separation of cast and
1: EP? baby it wasn't easy um (laughs) it wasn't easy i'm still balancing that but i literally because when we first started filming i literally had to check them a couple times and no matter how they spin it no matter how they do it we're all bosses and we all have strong personalities but it is what it is like i don't know if you saw in episode two at the gym um episode two at the gym yeah. We, I'm at my, my gym, I said okay I want to say this and I don't want to have this conversation again because I don't because I feel like it's a waste of time we all signed up for this for the end goal the expectation of it is for you to even showcase your life if you're not showcasing you're doing what you're supposed to do then you're not meeting your expectation of what you signed up for so let's not let's quit saying I'm not getting paid for this you knew that when you signed on so stop saying it why do we have to keep saying that so that's, that was me setting my boundaries and my expectations. If you keep saying these, these, these things and antagonizing me, I'm gonna just hit you where it hurts. I'm just gonna release you from your project, from the project. There's no need for you to be here because you're not meeting the expectations of what you signed up for. Let's hold each other accountable. That's what my group is for. So if you're gonna hold me accountable, I'm gonna hold you accountable, and I'm gonna come with my receipt. So when I did that, when I got when I bossed up on them like that, that's when the more things started turning, the wheels started turning, because it's just like you can't come at me, Mama. When I told you what the expectations was in the beginning, so I'm just being the boss. I'm just being the boss that I said I was gonna be, and you gotta realize when I'm being your producer. And I'm being your friend when I'm not talking about stuff and I'm at I'm at a chill different moment. You know I'm your friend, but when I'm running around here and here making sure that you're in place and this person's in place and that in place, you know I'm being your producer. And let's not get that confused. Like let's not get it confused. So yes, the boundaries had to be set in the beginning for a lot of things, a lot of things, and um and it it wasn't easy. It was definitely stressful but i knew what the, i knew what i signed up for when i even introduced this project and i had the individuals that are on the show i knew that so i had to mentally prepare and so especially with this the guy lay layton i knew what i was doing but i wasn't expecting the outcome that would has happened like me and him we're not friends we do not speak I do not want. I don't have any dealings with him. And if, if he w- listens to this thing, he already knows he's not invited back to be on season two. Because okay. I choose not to do business with that individual moving forward. Like I don't, because it's it's when it's one thing of you questioning me when it, as far as like when it comes to personal. But once you start questioning the integrity of my business, I'm okay. You're not somebody I want to do business with, mm. because one thing, one thing's for sure. One thing about it, Jamal is about his business. Amaz is about his business. He's going to be fair game to everyone. But once you start questioning it, and then you start talking to them, other people on my cast, my team about it. Okay, I got to pull that root out, because what you're not going to do is hinder anything that I got going on over here. Nothing. You ain't been here long enough. For me for me to even care to even mend anything. They literally, because I had went out with Rennie Chambo yesterday, they literally asked so Jamal, would you be willing to mend something mend mend your relationship with a on camera for season two? No. I said without even thinking. Well, what do you mean? That's not I was like, I'm not in he's not invited back on season two. Only because I choose not in order for me to mend something with him on season two, he would either have to come on as a friend of the show and then I do it that way, but he's not getting a contract to being a full cast member for the show. I choose not to do business with that individual. Simple, that's it. That's it. It's not a personal thing, I just choose not to do business with him. And either you wanna respect it or you can go too. Cause you're not gonna tell me how to run my business. But there you so, go that i mean they i I think they feel like it's coming from a personal place no honey this is not this is not personal when it comes to them yeah it's It's unfortunate that i did not meet him on business and we tried to make this a business relationship and then what people don't know is they saw they they saw the saga of me and lay between um when we started when the show dropped which filming technically was in june Ah, uh, well, June, when we started filming. Well, no, July, when we started filming. No, June, June, I'm sorry. June, when we started filming, and um all the way to October, they saw us then. I was kicking it with this dude prior to filming. Like, probably like two, three months before we started filming. So everybody that's on cast, they're like, well, he told you he didn't like, you're like, early in the game. No, honey. This, things happened before that moment. So that's what you're not understanding. Things happened before that moment. I was kicking it with him two, three months before we even started filming. Before you even came into the picture. So I be, ugh, I'm so sorry. I would be so nasty with my read sometimes, but it is what it is. <laughs> like before you was even in the picture. Before it was even before it was even of a surviving 305. I was kicking with him, kicking it with him, like simple. Like and then they're just, they're just, they're just like oh. Fair is fair and fair is fair. Oh, fair and fair and right is right. And you got, you know, you got to be business. You know, you should be keeping it more professional. Was it professional when this man offered an invitation to have a physical altercation with me? This man literally said, If you want, you doing too much. If you raise the fight, we can just do it. Just say the word. Oh. Oh, okay. So, was, and then I had to ask him, was that professional of him? Nobody has nothing to say. So, like I said, I'm a real bitch and I stand on what I say. I've been saying I don't fuck with him. I do not fuck with him. He's not invited back for my project. That's it. <laughs> so. What are you? <laughs> so who? I hope when people listen to this interview and you tag me and I reshare it, they're like, "Oh, he dropping spoilers." Why
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <I> wait? Shout out to him. God bless. Uh, nice. <laughs> So with that being said, what do you think has been the hardest moment for you to film on Surviving 305 compared to the come up? What's been the hardest thing for you to film on either one of those shows?
1: Um the hardest thing for me to have filmed well, I didn't have any hard moments on the come up. But the hardest one that I I was filming on my show. Uh, I would say, oh, <laughs> so Lay has a listening party that it was all about him. Mm-hmm. It was like it, his, he was he was releasing his EP. Um, we was going at it all day, like all day. Uh, I had uh, all day. We were going at it. So, but once it came to the listening party, I was put my managerial head on. I was put my professional head on, and I wasn't. I was kind of just like just being there but after they, we sat around had a conversation he had said set a few things that set me off and I hit the roof I really did I told him all types of fuck views and all this all within his listening party and damn they was about to get up in his face that was the hardest thing for me because that took me out of my professionalism that I said I was not going to do on my platform mm-hmm. um but sometimes I mean, you gotta check a bitch <laughs> No, and it, but I will. I wish. I, I wish I rather did not have done it at his listening party. I wish I had a little bit more coif. But I mean, hey, sometimes the ghetto girl comes out. I understand that. So, um. I don't. Like I said, I haven't really had any. Um. Oh, uh, and I. I would say I would have more. And I would have more moments of slight embarrassment on my show than actually at on the come up because. This is the first time I had, I haven't, I, I never had a love interest on the come up. So, like nothing was, nothing. y'all never really, on the come up, they never really got any into my personal life because I didn't bring anything personal over. I tried to, but I didn't have it. This is the first time I'm actually being vulnerable and personal with someone, and that's a main character, on camera. Like, yeah. he had said a couple things that was embarrassing. So one scene you want to see me exit because it was talking about what a fling is and what a fling and he he come out a fling is just a nut to me and everybody in the room looked over at me and I walked off because mm. so, I was embarrassed like you you basically told me I was a fling without saying my name or anything like that but you didn't need to say a name because everybody knew the saga of me and you it was just a moment and i didn't look at it like that because i offered you i mean i i was genuinely helping you like in order for you to got your ep done i gave you my connection to do that like your producer your beat writer i produced your listening party on south beach you would not have had these opportunities if you never met me so the fact that I just felt disrespected and I was a fling. I just would have been a little bit more cautious about what, even though I was a fling, okay it is what it is, I just would have been a little bit more cautious because it's just like, yo yeah, he was just a fling, but let me not try to say anything that's going to disrespect him in that light because he literally did connect me in this city. Right. Yeah, like, a little, so like, and when he said what he said and then, and he described how he met me. I don't do that to him. Like he said, I met you. I mean, me and Jamal met on the pretenses of just catching a nut, and, and a nut we caught. I'm like, ew, That's kind of nasty. I mean, my, it is what it. It's facts. Don't get me wrong. It's facts. I just, it just, it was, just, it was a little bit degrading, in my yeah. opinion. And how I said, how as opposed to my answer, I was like. How I met Leigh, it was more on a physical attraction. Isn't that a lot more sweeter than oh a nut we caught?
0: Yeah, that was that was being honest without being vulgar.
1: Yes. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, we did, but I was like, it was more of a physical attraction. But then I found out he was more of a vibe that I was interested in. He, a nut we caught. And that's it like wow okay <laughs> so so it's more more embarrassing moments and more moments of cringe on my show than on the come up <laughs> yeah
0: okay now on the opposite side of that coin what do you think has been the most fulfilling thing for you to film on the come up versus surviving
1: 305 <laughs> or the most rewarding on both shows, the most rewarding is me working. I love to I love to see me working. I love to see me working. I love to see, I love to look back at it because it's like, bitch, you are working. You are working. And can't nobody take that from you. You are working. Um and then to see, to see the glow up, honestly, because I was skinny, I got thick, I'm getting I was thick again, and now I'm trying to focus on getting back a little bit more tone. My hair was short. It got long the glow. Check out the glow. I had my teeth. I didn't have my teeth done on the first season of the come up. But on the second season, bitch, I came back with pearly lights. Like, check out the glow. You feel me? I love that. Yeah, check out the glow. So that was the most fulfilling for me. Like, check out the glow. And then I went, I literally was in a studio apartment, went for a bigger apartment, went back to a studio apartment, and now I'm in a condo. Check out the glow up
0: absolutely love that yeah so how do you think your show surviving 305 how do you think that show stands up to and stands apart from the other shows in this web reality space
1: honey I mean, it stands up to them it stands up against them because we in our own different lane we're in our own lane one i'm not just highlighting lgbtq so that's one it's a lot of lgbtq reality series out here just because that's, that's everybody's on that wave of oh let me do my own LGBTQ but what's the difference between y'all that's, that's my question to them but for me I'm not just highlighting LGBTQ it's everybody business has no gender business has no gender one, I'm not dragging we're not dragging each other across the floor every other episode like, like no I'm not doing that so we're very mature we're about our business and we all got something going on in our life, very real life about the shit. I don't want it to be, um, I don't, I didn't want to highlight a fabricated life. And then when you really meet these individuals in person, they're not really that girl. Like, no, everybody that you meet on my chance, they're really that girl. They're, they're really that person. They're not fake, they're not phony, they're, they're really that person. So um that's that about that's that on that. Um, and also, my show came into the game looking as if it's been out since them older them older reality shows. It's so polished. From the marketing, to the editing, to the quality of the cameras. I did not want to come into this game looking like, oh, he has, without looking like I didn't have a standard, I just put something out there. No, this is my standard. This is my bar. I set the bar high for myself for this brand already. So it's nothing but elevation from here. Keep going up. So I know Survivor 305 is in its own lane. It's in its own lane. And it's putting it's putting a cast, What well it has put. It has put a cast together of individuals that are on, that has six different walks of life. Six completely different walks of life have their own individual storylines that tie back into each other when it's time to come back into each other. We are not forced to be around each other 24 hours, like or for four weeks. We're not doing. The only time we're forced to be around is for group settings. And that's how that is. Uh, we're not fake, we're not phony, we're genuinely. Oh, we haven't seen each other in a while. Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, that's, genu- that's, that's genuine. We have not seen each other in a while. Um, and that's really setting my, it sets my expectations, and it sets the expectations of the viewer viewers aside because they know they're going to come to see Surviving 305, and they're going to have genuine conversations. They're going to have genuine meetups. They're gonna have genuine um, uh, people doing real, real life things to kind of get their, to get their business or their um, brand to the next level. It's not fake, fol- phony, or fabricated. It is really going to um, put entrepreneurs, business owners, dream catchers, dream drivers, give them something to look at and be like, "Bitch, I can do that." If Lamont did that, Venetia, Blue. Knickknack, Lay, um, Amon, if they are out there tracing their dreams and with their businesses, I can do the same thing. Where do I start? So that's exactly what my show is doing. It's not just good content, but it's good content that you can take bits and pieces from and like, oh, I can apply that. I can do that. I can do that. So that's what my, that's what my reality show. is set, set set aside, set different from everybody else. Hello.
0: Sorry about that.
1: Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> um, trying to block out the uh, kids in my background. My apologies. Okay. Um, but I love that. Do you feel that the person the audience is interpreting you as from who they're seeing on television is the same person that you're presenting on camera? Do you yes. feel like they're getting the real you?
1: Yes. Yes. They're getting the real me. Um, this season, this go-around on my platform, yes. I'm not saying they wasn't getting a real me on the come-up, but they was getting a business me. Like, I'm showcasing business. But this, I'm like, I'm vulnerable. Um, I'm like stressed out on certain stuff. I'm like, the real moment that I just had, and this is on episode two, was when Lay was talking to me about you know, he just got into me and stuff like that. And I'm literally genuinely like, I'm tired of getting judged on my hair or like, just expensive. Like I'm ready for my person. Like I am ready for my person. I'm ready to love. I'm ready to do this. Like when you're an entrepreneur, you just you're like you're by yourself sometimes and you're trying to build your team and you're trying to be professional, but there's not, you don't necessarily have this individual, and one person that come to you and be like, you know what, it's okay, babe. Take the day off, take the night off. That's 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 regroup when I'm stressed, like I, or I'm I'm, I'm overworked you know, come no, let's go get some drinks, let's chill, let's come back, let's take a nap and let's get back at it. Like somebody that's I'm ready for that shit. And I'm just I'm I put that on display on the show. And I don't I'm not I the Jamal Morrison of me when I was younger, I probably would have been shy to say it. But I don't wanna be shy to say it no more. Bitch, I'm ready to be in a relationship. I wanna be dumb in love. I don't want no Patron and Rock love like and blue face love. I don't that do no child. No child, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I want that love. But I want I do. I'm I'm interested. Like that's that's what I want. If he is he or she at this point, I just wanna be loved. Now, who the fuck is gonna love me? Who that knows and that knows how to love me. I am. And then I saw the comments. I saw the comments of people saying, Jamal, focus on what you got going on. Love is going to find you. And I as I'm reading the comments, I'm steady tearing up because I like I said, they put Comments pour into you because it's just like I opened up myself for you to see it, and then now that you're saying it, they're trying to pour into Jamal. Focus, focus, focus. Just, just focus. Love is going to find you. And when I tell you that shit, just made me cry in bed as I'm reading as I'm reading the comments. And I'm just like, thank you, thank you, like, because that's the encouragement that I that I was that I want for that's the that's what I want to see like. He was like, no, just just focus. Just focus right now. You got something good. Focus.
0: <laughs> do you think when you do find that love, you'll be able to explore and share that on camera still? Or would that be something that you'll want to protect for yourself?
1: Um, I don't know. Honestly, I probably would want to protect it, but honestly, if he's open, I would be open or she. I'm like I said, I'm open to anyway. it. Um, sure. I will be I will be open to sharing pieces of what I found. Sure. I, I I don't want to share it all, but that that individual has to be willing to want to. Like it's it's not just a me type of thing no more. It'll be me and me and him, me or her. So like, do you do you want to film with me or do you want to keep it as? Oh, you know that mystery. Because you know how some reality TV is like, oh, I'm dating, but I'm not going to bring it. Blah, blah, blah. You want to keep it like that? Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be a conversation that me and that individual would have.
0: Okay, that makes perfect sense. What do you most look forward to seeing unfold over this season of Surviving 305?
1: The whole thing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing it the whole season as put together. I'm looking forward to seeing because my channel has grown so much. Shout out to 35,000 views! <laughs> Congratulations! Thank you so much. Like I was okay with the 500 views that we got. 35,000 views! Are you freaking real? That is incredible. Like for and it's only been it's only been three weeks well, four weeks now only in four weeks since it has launched 35,000 views and I am now monetized on YouTube. It took me 23 days just to get monetized. Are you fucking serious? So yes, I am celebrating. I am, I am patting myself on the back and I am going to keep my foot on their necks. As you should. Because, because baby, I did not expect this. So now... I am bragging a little different,
0: <laughs>
1: a little different. So, yes, I, um, I, what was the question again? I just got full off that.
0: <laughs> what do you most look forward to seeing unfold
1: okay. over this season? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how the cast is reacting. I'm looking forward to seeing how the audience is reacting. I'm looking forward to seeing how just how it all comes together and with everyone's thoughts on their whole experience, and I'm I'm low key ready to move on to the next project, but I, I haven't finished up with this project just yet. So I'm 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 looking forward to, that. I'm looking forward to the wrap up, and be like, baby, so you ready for this nasty reunion? <laughs> Cause I, the cast is uh, whew, up in the air. And it was just like, oh yeah, because we gotta have a reunion. I said, if I decide to have a reunion, because this project. And this is just a, this is a little insider too. Mm-hmm. This project was only supposed to be a mini series of six episodes. Mm. We it with with no reunion. It was just six episodes to see what it was. The pilot, but okay. God had God had a different plan. He said twelve episodes, possible reunion, because I didn't know I didn't, I wasn't going to have. The, I wasn't gonna be able to have the funds to do it, but I got monetized in 23 days of that on every episode that comes out, I make money off of. It. So I possibly will start taking my YouTube checks and just take care of the reunion. Mm-hmm. So that way I can do it. But 12 episodes and possible now that i'm monetized i now have the monetary funds to possibly even have this reunion wow what a game changer my small project turned into a full-blown season full-blown and i i i gotta somebody just slid into my dms hi would you be interested in doing a surviving i'm, I'm gonna just keep it uh i'm gonna keep the area cold hush Okay, I was, like, I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute!" I was like, "We haven't even finished wrapping up my season yet." She said, "No, I know that, but I just want to get the conversation started." Get oh.
0: Out there in the ethos, real quick. Okay, just slide I, it in, yeah. You know, just put a little flavor in, yeah.
1: And I'm like, "Oh, well, <laughs> I guess, well, I, I guess we can have the conversation because." Just like this, just like how I was at the come up. Hey, I want to put this in your bug, put this in your ear. Hmm. This individual wanted to put me, put that in my ear, and I'm like, "Wow, have the tables have turned?" Well,
0: speaking of bugs, mm-hmm. wait till we was off camera to go ahead oh. and slide this over. But if you ever need a reunion host, I'm willing to audition, and hmm. I'm also sample size. Okay. Oh, hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Because okay. you already know. You just, already know that fashion coming through this damn reunion is going to be over. Exactly. I just had <laughs> some footage you said that I was like, well, I am sample size.
0: Okay. <laughs> so just in case you need a a host slash model.
1: Listen. How you, how you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> now listen, I love your energy. I really do. Where are you located? i'm actually in alabama of all places
1: okay okay come on alabama word um do you have so besides the podcast do you have do you do online reviews i have
0: i haven't been doing them recently just because this show has been keeping me so busy but i do actually do them there's some stuff that i'm working on right now that i just haven't been able to put out yet but in the review space
1: yes okay the reason why i'm saying that is because i'm trying to get people to review the show as much as possible so that way i can shoot the cast i can reshare content and stuff like that and i'm interested in bringing the reviewers the people that actually do review the show and watch it um to the reunion so that we all have you know Y'all have something to talk about. Y'all are here. Y'all are y'all can get y'all content. I'm all about pouring into people. So it's like if you are if you start to review the show and actually put it out there, so that way we can reshare it. And I would love I would love to put you on that roster and stuff. And then plus I'm looking for I'm looking for hosts. I'm looking for. I'm I'm trying to put the framework together. Who's going to be the main host? Who's going to be the pre-host? Who's going to be the host that gets the behind the scenes of things? Like, I'm trying to do that. It's oh, it's 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 going to be a circus. It's got to, it's got to be a circus. I absolutely love that. Yeah. So if you are down here in Miami and we're doing the reunion and you are interviewing the audience, like, who's your favorite? Co- who's your favorite? Who is that? Blah, blah blah blah. All that is content, baby. Mm-hmm. All that is content. And you're doing that all for your channel, baby. I don't have no problem with highlighting you on my channel and sending my subscribers over to your subscribe to your to your network. That is no not a problem to me. There's enough subscribers out here for the both of us. It's enough views out here for the both of us. Like, you are not wrong. Like, no, I'm, not, I'm not, I I refuse to be that individual that does not like to share the knowledge because I feel like I'm blocking my blessings.
0: Absolutely.
1: It's yes. enough here for all of us. <laughs>
0: for sure. Now, in that regard, what keeps you up at night?
1: No, bitch, work. Work. Work keeps me up at night. Like it's shit that I gotta do. The my dreams keep me up at night. They're so big. My dreams are so big that they keep me up at night. And if I'm not doing something to get to those motherfucking dreams. It haunts me and it it and it, it keeps me up at night too as though I have to wake up early, get me a cup of coffee and work. So that way once I get some work done, I can go back to sleep. Just a little bit for a little bit. Like I am not. I have so much stuff to do personally that I I literally cannot rest for the next five five years. I can't. I can't rest. I have gotta work so that way once I got my Once I got my townhouse, once I got my Range Rover, once I got my 100,000 subscribers on motherfucking YouTube page, then I'll sit down and kick my feet up. But until then, I gotta work.
0: I know that's right.
1: I know I I want my motherfucking Range Rover. I don't care what nobody says. It'd be like, oh, they're horrible cars. Bitch, I don't care. I'm getting a maintenance. I'm getting a maintenance package. I'll be able to afford it.
0: It's giving Tony Childs realness, bitch. I will get my Range Rover, you <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. giving Tony
1: Garrett, bitch. I live for that. Bitch, I want my townhouse. Like I like. I mean, I want a house too, but I want my my first house to be my townhouse, so that way I can always come home to something in Miami that's mine, and then buy my forever home with whoever I live in Atlanta. Right, and I think oh. I want to do all this before 40. Hmm. How that you, girl? Okay.
0: Hey, ew.
1: <laughs>
0: DMs are open, children,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are.
0: So, what has reality television taught you about people?
1: <sighs> they all ain't who they supposed to be, they all ain't who they say they are. Mm. All right. They all English because people do reality different. The, but the whole thing about it is reality. Real is the root word. real be real, not fabricated, not a, not in a rented house like how they they want they want you to they want you to view like they they try to project, project this image into you what you think that they are. No, just be real. This is where I started from and this is where I am. Like I feel like your credibility and your um, your notoriety will last further that way than actually being fake and false. Like, it's it it has taught me a lot about, a lot about people um, that everybody in there is real as they think they are.
0: Very true. What do you think you learned about yourself from experiencing reality TV versus just watching it?
1: Um, I learned how real I am. Like, honestly, I'm very real, and I'm I'm a beauty uh, when it comes to um like determination. Like I am, I am really inspirational. Like I I, I have to sometimes look at, look back at myself like, did you really did that? Hmm. You really did that. You really said what you said you was gonna do and you did it. Period bitch. Period. Absolutely. Like I I and I don't give myself enough credit because 'cause I'm always being cool. Play okay, be cool. Play it cool. Let's be cool. I, I bitch I ain't playing it cool no more. Do the shit and, and claim it.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. Mm.
1: Do you okay. think you found yourself yet? Do you think I found myself?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No. Mm-mm. Nice. Mm-mm. I'm not done. I'm not done. I have um, I have some ways to go personally. Um, I'm not. I'm still fighting that spirit of procrastination, and everybody does that. Everybody be like, "What?" You no, know, I'm still fighting that demon. Mm-hmm. Um. The spirit of procrastination. I'm fighting that spirit of um, not sure and not believing in myself. I'm fighting that spirit a lot, a lot, and um, I'm 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 not there yet. Uh, I have a lot. I have some ways to go.
0: What do you think the person you've become today would tell your younger self in retrospect?
1: I love that conversation. I love that question when people ask that. I love it because Jamal Morrison, you, you notice him now saying not Mamaj. Right. I would I would tell Jamal, be yourself, baby. Be yourself. Be who you be who you dreamed that you were gonna be in that small little minor world. I was so quiet. I was shy. I myself, my my confidence and my self esteem was questioned at a young age because I was just so, so like scared to be who I was. And then I don't know where, it it literally took my 10th grade year and I started coming out of my shell so bad, so quick. And my younger self, when I was in elementary school and middle school, baby, this world is gonna love you. This world is going to, that you are going to be a joy and an inspiration to a lot of people. So you just be who you are. Do not be afraid to say, do not be afraid to do, do not be afraid to express. who yourself is. because when you're 32 sitting on your condo and your fully furnished apartment in Miami, the girls is just going to, they're they going to live for you from afar than you because you couldn't tell me two years ago I'd be sitting two streets over from the beach on a condo in Miami. Fully furnished. You couldn't tell me this two years ago. That is incredible. You could not tell me this. Yeah. Mm-mm. like I, I pay for everything in this apartment cash. And to this day, sometimes I'll be looking around, bitch, you got furniture. you got furniture you got tv and this you got trophies you got big mirrors and shit you got an iMac that you work off of you got all apple products and no you couldn't tell me i've been working hard and i am i am going to continuously give myself credit there because it was one point in time i did not give myself credit at all I just worked. Wow. I didn't celebrate anything.
0: Hmm. And, yeah. and how are you protecting your peace nowadays?
1: Oh, I talk to myself and I go in my own place. Baby, I got to go in. I have to, when things get crazy, I got to be a hermit crab and go. In. I love my apartment. And the reason why I say I talk about my apartment the way is, oh, you got furniture, you want to kind of Because this is my safety then if I can't run to my house and get myself together walk around, pace the floor, cry um, speak to myself talk to myself any old type of way in my space, that's not the space for me I have to be completely comfortable in my space so this this is how I protect my peace if you come into my space if I invite you into my space and you alter my space and make me feel uncomfortable you it's your now, you have to leave because I'm going to go crazy. This is my. This is me being crazy. This is me being. I can only be crazy in my space. So if I invite you into my space, just know you are somebody that I either am getting to know and I'm developed to trust, um, or you're not going to be here long. <laughs> you're just here for a second. I love like that. I, and it's crazy because. A lot of people ask me, like, if you leave something at my house, I'm gonna put it in a bag. If you, I'm gonna put it in a bag and I'm gonna put it by the door, and it's me waiting for you. But by you the know, time you come back, and if it, if you don't come retrieve your stuff, I'm throwing it away. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't, that's not mine, and it's in my space, and that's how much I cherish my space. And instead if you came into my space and you borrowed something, I'm gonna remember that you borrowed this, and I want it back. Like if I didn't physically give it to you, to is that I'm letting it go. I know mentally you have this in mind and I want that. And I'm really bad at that. And then I have really, not really bad at that. I'm really stern at that because I actually got into an argument with people. I said, I didn't give it to you. You love, you love, you borrowed it and you, you're trying to take something of mine and I hold everything that I have. I cherish it because it's mine. Absolutely. Yeah. So the fact that you have it, I'm like, you have something of mine. I didn't give it to you. That's just the person that I am. When you come into my place, it's it's my sanctuary. It's my altar. It's mine. It's mine. So don't take from it. Because now I'm je- now I'm questioning why did I even invite you into my space? Absolutely. I'm so bad that you even if my my dog we we're so we, we, he knows me because I'm his only owner maybe he knows that if he poops or pee in my state he knows to stay away from me because I'll oh, shoot out' pooped on his floor and I know he's gonna be upset with me until he clean it up let me let him calm down first and he knows when I'm calm down I love that
0: for you that is so funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you think is the mi- what do you think is the biggest misconception about you
1: oh um the biggest misconception I would say that oh, oh he, he's extremely flamboyant like he is I hate that I hate it I hate it so much he's extremely flamboyant um, and, and that's from Mint but when it comes from business standpoint, oh, he's, a, he, he's a dictator of the bitch. Mm. No, I'm not a dictator, I'm a boss. I take that.
0: Mm-hmm. So how do you want to be remembered?
1: That's a bitch that worked, okay? That's a bitch that said what he mean, in- in it. That's a bitch that said he was going to do something. He actually does it. Talk about a go getter. He, he's going. He's going to give himself an idea. And he's going to run through it and see it through, honey. I mean, that's the one that got it out the mud. And we seen it because he he videotaped it the whole way from, from reality TV. It wasn't that come up wasn't just a you know that glow up wasn't just oh he just woke up glowing no bitch we saw that glow up. And I'm, I, whenever the viewers be like, I seen you from you come up Miami and now you're doing your own thing, baby, I am here for it. That shit fuels the hell out of me because they, these are the people that have been following me before I got my own thing. And now that I have my own thing, they're like, oh, bitch, I'm supporting. So that way, when I decide to do something big and grand, they already know my legacy. I
0: absolutely love that. Is there anything that you want to share with me and my audience that I didn't cover in our conversation today?
1: Mm, no, you you asked the best question. You Thank asked you. the best question. Um no, I don't have anything that I don't want to share. I just want to make sure you guys subscribe to the match company production. Follow me on Instagram at I'm Lamage, Lamage Company, Lamage Company Productions, those three profiles. Um, enjoy the show humbly, I humbly, bench watch the show. Baby, I love when people tell me they bench watching it, I'd be like, oh my god, I know how I bench watch stuff on YouTube, I mean, I mean, on YouTube and on Netflix, Absolutely. when people, I am so full when I get comments, it was like, oh my, and they're commenting on everything. Like, when they, like, you see the same person comment on episode one and then they, they're watching episode two, they're commenting. I said, Oh, they've been watching. Oh my God. That means I'm capturing your, I'm, I have your, Lamar's company has your attention for four hours period. Love it. <laughs> I love that. Like, I'll I read every comment. So, it, it, if it's a good or a bad one, mostly all the bad ones, I say thanks for thanks for watching. I don't even <laughs> took the fingers because you had to watch to give me a comment. Right. Uh, right. But I read every comment because I just I just do. I like I like to see what the, what the world is saying.
0: I absolutely love that. Now, on that note, you've answered my last question. Where can the people find you? And, and all of the mm. things want to promote. You done already plugged all the things. (laughs) Now I can safely release you back into the wild. Guys, (laughs) on that note, that has been our show. Mr. Morrison has things to do, shows to edit, spinoffs to produce. (laughs) He needs to get my sizes for my reunion outfit. And, (laughs) And, you know, this man is very busy. So, I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation. You guys, I love you so much. And I want to give a special, special thank you to my guest, Jamal Morrison, a.k.a. Lamage, the Lamage CEO, proprietor, and owner of the Lamage brand, for blessing the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here.
1: You're welcome. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Anytime. Come back anytime. I would love to have you again. You're officially a friend of the show. So anytime you want to come back, you're more than welcome.
1: Listen, let's set it up for after the season finale. Let's set it up because I want to hear what you have to say and what you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> that is a date.
0: I will get it to the calendar, make sure that I um, block out far enough to where I, I, I will set that date and we will figure it out for sure. Period. Now, with that being said, I am going to let Mr. Morrison get back to all of his coins, his projects, his businesses, his many, many passions and hobbies, <laughs> and I remind you all to stay real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. Period. I am. Hey, James. This has been real reality, realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep keep the mess in the message and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys.